You are now tuned in to Behind the Confidence Smile, the podcast, where we talk about what's behind your smile. No longer suffering in silence and truly walking in your purpose daily. I am your host, Bianca Cotton, wife, mom, author, poet, speaker, and hope dealer. I am on a journey to help women walk in love, live in hope, and be healed from past hurts. Join me on this journey of revealing what's behind your smile. We have special guests, some poetry, and inspiration. Now let's start the show. Hi, everyone. You are in for a special treat. I have a dynamic woman, mother, entrepreneur, social impact strategist here with us for over 15 years of working in the nonprofit sector, uh, Kashana Island, who goes by K. She has a passion for young people and being of service to others. Growing up just uh, west of Chicago, she spent a considerable amount of time in the Austin community, which is located on the west side of Chicago. And while visiting her grandmother and attending church as a child, she credits the proverbial village for contributing to her upbringing, sowing seeds of giving and instilling a sense of community responsibility. I had uh, firsthand experiencing and witnessing K um, community responsibility and sense of wanting to give back to young people and doing that. Her and her childhood friend, uh, started a nonprofit organization called Empowerment Through Education and Exposure, EEE, a nonprofit organization that provided youth with college and career access. Um, so I'm so grateful and honored to have you on um, with us to share what's behind your smile and to encourage women who may be suffering in silence, um, but definitely. Um, wanting to seek their purpose. So thank you for being here with us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Oh, yes. And also, y'all, check out her shop, Unbox Shop. She has some dope shirts and hoodies and uh, home goods um, with a D-Escape. And we're going to get into that later, but definitely wanted to plug that now. So what's behind your smile? And the reason why this question is so uh, critical uh, on this podcast is because oftentimes women hide behind our smiles for various reasons. And one being, we don't want people to know um, what we're trying to hide uh, and we'll wear our smiles as masks. and to present ourselves as strong, even if we're crumbling. 
So want yes. to know what's behind your smile. Yes. So I think that's an excellent um, description of what often is behind women's smiles, right? As we're trying to portray um, what we want to be or what we wish we could be, even if we don't think that that's what we are in that moment, which is usually strength in the forefront. I think what's behind my smile is kind of striving to embody um, that joy, that inner joy that does manifest through a smile. So it's not necessarily masking what I'm really feeling on the inside, but instead um, kind of striving to, to be authentically joyful inside or at peace inside. And I think that once I personally got beyond um, that attempt to hide what's really going on, I kind of channeled it into actually working towards having that joy, if that makes sense. Mm. So do you have any um, daily practices that helps you to channel joy? I do. So, and it's not, and it's not necessarily anything super unique. I know a lot of people are getting into self-care more, um, but I'm really a big proponent of yoga. Um, and I, and I have been for, gosh, probably since before I became a mother. So a very long time when I used to actually do yoga with my VHS tapes. <laughs> so I'm dating myself, but that's something, um, that I've definitely found joy um, with and I'm, I've been journaling and meditating since I was a kid literally have journals dating back to elementary school so I think those things um, just things that help me to be self-reflective bring me joy that's so good and it it kind of aligns with uh, you being a social impact strategist, right? Like helping individuals and nonprofits bring bright ideas to fruition. And a way to do that is through reflection, um, a major way. How do you live out your personal mission to leave the world better than you found it? And, and also sharing um why that's your personal mission yes so I think um just to kind of work backwards why that's my personal mission is I realize um that I do just have a natural desire to help people and it's like even sometimes to my detriment you know like sometimes um I find myself stretching myself too thin because I see that somebody needs my help or someone has asked for help and I, and I'm learning to say, no, I think you might've recently posted on one of your social medias. Um, no is a full sentence by itself or something. I feel like that's something I think I saw on one of your pages, but that's something that I'm working towards is, um, having better boundaries, but, um, I definitely feel like I have a passion for helping others. And that's something that, I turned, like you said, into a nonprofit organization um, a little over a decade ago. So what do you, 
do you have a moment where you realize like I love helping people or was it over a couple of moments where you realize this is a common theme in my life like how did you come to uh, that conclusion I really feel like it was something that was ingrained in me um I grew up like you said um in the intro I grew up really close to my grandmother and she embodied um this notion of community a sense of responsibility and helping others um for instance I grew up in that era of going to church multiple days a week you know you're not just on Sundays you're going on Wednesday Bible study and choir rehearsal and all that but there's the in-between that we did so we were at funerals like I went to more funerals probably than the average child should <laughs> we went you know after church we would go and visit the sick and shut in and we would take food to them and a lot of times especially as my grandmother got older it was me being sent into the nursing home to drop off a plate and of course I'm pulled to the side and they holding conversations with me. And so I was cultivating, uh, or she, I should say, was cultivating within me um, the, the mindset that you don't just look out for yourself, you look out for others and you look out for others without the expectation of always receiving something in return. It's just the right thing to do. And I can recall asking her, um, even as it relates to going to funerals, like, why, Granny, why are we going to all these funerals, you know? And she's like, because we need to, she she had a saying, she said, in order to have a friend, you have to show yourself friendly. Mm-hmm. So I think that by that being instilled within me um, verbally, but also through action, that became a huge part of my my makeup. And so... I won't say that there was like one particular thing that led me to have the desire to help others. I think that it was definitely growing up that way, but then it was also as I became older and became an adult and then, you know, there's service learning opportunities when you're in school. And um, just by nature of, like I said, being a friend, um, you kind of have that, that desire to help other people when you're in a position to help. That's really good. Thank you, Grandma. Like <laughs> for, right. all, for all the lessons, right? And the wisdom. So you it it, it sounds like you you took uh, the lessons from your upbringing and you created your own path in the earth like this is what I want to do or was it like I'm working a nine to five but this is not what I want to do I want to do this over here like how did you get to the part of entrepreneurship I think both of those statements are accurate but I would say I've been an entrepreneur Bianca since I was probably in third grade I remember um I used to go, and this is really kind of <laughs> bad probably, but when I used to go to my grandmother's house, she always had the candy dish out. And I can remember taking some of her candy to school and, and selling candy at school, or even like I have no artistic abilities as it relates to drawing, but I remember drawing people's portraits and charging like a dollar in <laughs> like third or fourth grade. So I think I always had that spirit of, 
even more so than entrepreneurship, I think that it's, I would say it's bred from creativity. I was raised as an only child for a long time before um, I had siblings through my father. And so I think that really made me a much more creative person because I had to like have a bigger imagination. It was just me. And I think my desire to be an entrepreneur came from that creativity, having to channel that creativity somewhere. And then also, yes, having the desire to, to kind of march to the beat of my own drum. So even before um, starting the nonprofit, I had other entrepreneurial efforts. I was a realtor um, for quite a while before starting the nonprofit or getting into the nonprofit sector. Mm-hmm. Wow. I just learned something new about you. I did not know. Yeah, there's a fun fact. wow so realtor nonprofit leader um and a plethora of other endeavors so you are a serial entrepreneur Uh, when you think about that and yourself what comes to mind like I'm a serial entrepreneur I don't necessarily define myself in that way but I I'm, I'm not gonna reject it (laughs) Um, I think that what comes to mind, though, as I think about the multiple businesses that I have um, created or been involved with over my lifetime, and I'm not that old, I don't think, um, most recently is to embrace it. So there was a time, and not too long ago, where I kind of questioned, if not doubted myself, like, is this a good idea to start something new that's so different how will that be perceived and now I think I look at it as just a part of who I naturally am um my need to try new things my interest in learning about new things my interest definitely in being creative and just expressing that creativity in various ways like writing um building designing, sewing, you know, just I have a lot of different interests. And I think that I'm in this season of life, I'm really working towards not limiting myself based off of what I think or how I think it'll be perceived if I do something new or different. Mm, That's good. So what got you to that point now of saying, I'm not going to limit myself anymore? Um, I think it is, or it's been because I've been very introspective. So I've always been introspective. Um, Like I said, journaling from a very early age, um, being an only child and spending a lot of time with myself growing up. I think that just being much more intentional about it as an adult and embracing it, embracing ways that I might be different or embracing way like similarities you know um and accepting myself accepting other people has led me to accept myself even more Mm. that's good accepting yourself even more so if you could go back maybe to 
your 20-year-old self, what would you tell her about where you are now? Um, I would definitely say slow down. And I probably mm. would say that to my current age <laughs> as well. I think I've always been like, I've always had my, my finger on the fast forward button. I've always been like anticipating what's around the corner, so to speak. And I mm. think that at tw- like my best friend and I, we have so many stories to tell as I'm sure m- most people do. But in that particular age, range like around 20 ish is a time where we very frequently reflect and we're like man we did a lot of living in our early 20s um it's just like so much was jam-packed into the early 20s and I think I would tell myself to slow down because um you know when you're young like that you can't necessarily it seems like you've got so much time but then it also seems like you want to just get a lot of stuff done. So you will pace yourself. Yes, absolutely. You will pace yourself. So um, for those who, you know, may be listening and like, no, I need to grind. I need to hustle. <laughs> uh, pace, I'll pace myself uh later or that's not even a conversation um, that I'm having right now what wisdom would you like to share um I think that everybody's journey is different and I think that um something you're probably getting into because you and I had some discussion about like your purpose and, and what causes you like the why behind the what we talked about that I think keeping that in the forefront of your mind is very helpful. <clears throat> I think it's a thing that can keep you from burning out. It's the thing that can keep you from saying yes when you really want to say no or I'll think about it. I think that it's a thing that'll keep you from hustling when you need to rest or resting when you need to hustle. It's like, well, why? It's the thing, I guess it's, 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 the thing that keeps you from just doing mindless activities mm-hmm. um, to really pause. That's one of, the, one of the greatest lessons that I learned, which is very simple, is that you don't have to always respond immediately. Just because someone asks you a question doesn't mean that you can't pause and reflect and gather your thoughts and really say to yourself, what am I really trying to convey? And just because someone wants you to do something doesn't mean that you have to act immediately on their timeline. So I think that this is true. It's mm-hmm. like your your um, emergency, like your request is not my emergency. Absolutely not. <laughs> Necessarily. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, and getting into the why behind the what, which we talked a little bit about pre-show, what is your why behind what you do? Well, I say my why um, is not always the same. It depends on what it is I'm doing. 
Um, I don't know if you want to expound. So, when we, <laughs> so and thinking about unbox teas and um, this is your apparel line. What's your why behind um, that? What? Okay, so initially I started unboxed um, because in the last, I mean, really, truly my whole lifetime, but more recently in the last few years, there's been a lot of um, galvanization around social justice, right? And I feel like a lot of it has been some bandwagon and like everybody's like, okay, this is a hot topic right now. This is popular. Let's, let's promote black businesses let's promote black lives and you know a lot of it has been um, a bandwagon thing and a lot of it has actually been genuinely people wanting to see some change um initially unboxed was a response to what i viewed as a lot of people capitalizing on a moment that um a moment that necessarily exploiting, I guess I would say, exploiting this moment in time. Mm -hmm. And Unboxed is a brand that is messaging, um, is definitely um, in many ways geared towards Black voices, um, though it's not just all um, Black messaging, but that is, I would say, the foundation and the heart of why Unboxed was formed. So that's the why for why it was created. I think my why that keeps me going is that need to express myself creatively and that quest for my definition of freedom. Mm. So now moving forward, everything I do, I think is in pursuit of that. That's good. Your quest for freedom mm-hmm. um, and expressing yourself creatively. So how do you define freedom for yourself? That's a great question because I actually have a, a shirt that says redefine freedom. Um, how I've defined freedom for myself is, I don't even know if there's like a, a, a direct definition, um, but I think it's like the feeling of freedom. So our bodies can be free, right? Our minds can be free. We can have, we can be unbound as it relates to, you know, we're not imprisoned or we have the flexibility to travel somewhat freely across states or across countries or whatever. I think for me, freedom is the ability, not so simply to just do what I wanna do when I wanna do it, but to feel like I have the ability to make my own choices and to not be restricted. Um, yeah, to not be restricted, I guess. I know that's, that's kind of a simple answer. <laughs> no, it's, it's your answer. It's how you define freedom. And that's beautiful. And I, I hope that you continue to uh, seek uh freedom and the way that you see it um, and that your businesses embody the core values um, that you wish to share with the world 
um, and with your family. And, oh, you know, over the years, um, when you think about how you have navigated different spaces, how have you been able to um, balance motherhood uh, alongside pursuing your passions and endeavors? And the um, reason why I ask that is because sometimes moms may feel like they have to choose one over the other uh, and not always know how to navigate like you know I I was a woman first before I was a mother Mm -hmm. um and yes I love my children but I also have passions that I want to pursue yeah that's a great question and it's like one of the the biggest questions that we're trying to crack the code to right (laughs) um ever since women started working outside of the home I think for me I've been fortunate one because I'm I'm not really driven by money so yes I need to pay my bills I need you know I need to provide for my family and things like that but my number one reason for working is not just to acquire as much wealth as I possibly can So that coupled with me being fortunate to be an entrepreneur, to, um, I guess, be, to have businesses which allow me to, or have allowed me to bring my children with me to work when they were little, particularly like, um, I did work full-time initially when I launched my nonprofit. Um, But before that, you know, I was selling real estate. So my son was born after or I had my son, I should say, while I was a realtor. So I would take him to the office with me. I would take him on showings with me. Um, if I felt like I was, um, if it was a client or, you know, a location that it would be inappropriate for me to take him, I wouldn't. But there were multiple times when I decided to leave him at home for those reasons. And my clients were like, where's the baby? Why isn't the baby here? You know, like they, um were understanding of that um that I was a mother a young mother my child was young and it was important for me to have him nearby when I launched the nonprofit, like I said I was working full-time initially um so it was definitely a lot of me um doing work with for my nonprofit after work or on weekends I would take my daughter I was pregnant with my daughter when I launched the nonprofit. So there was that overlap, but I mean, I would bring my children with me if I had workshops, if I had meetings and they were able to come. So I've always overlapped my children with my businesses because that, that is um, important to me. That's always been important to me for them to be nearby. And even now, as I am um, operating Unboxed um, um, and a de-escape, my daughter is there with me a lot. Like when I'm having um, festivals or markets, I pay her, (laughs) but she comes and she mans the booth with me. And so she's close by, she's learning the business, she's learning people skills, she's learning sales skills, she's learning responsibility. So I think 
one major way that I've been able to balance, so to speak, motherhood and business is by integrating my children into it. But also um, being an entrepreneur has allowed me to be flexible with my time. So I've attended a lot of field trips when they were younger. I volunteered at their schools. I've run programs at their schools, um, picked them up, dropped them off, bring lunches. You know, I've, I've been able to be present much more than I would have been had I not been an entrepreneur. But I don't want to make it sound like it's all good because I also have dealt with the mommy guilt. I've also felt like, especially when I was running a nonprofit, I was that I felt like my children did have to sacrifice a lot, even though I was able to bring them with me um, a whole lot. There were times when I wasn't able to. And um, there were times when I did miss things that I would have wanted to be present for. But by virtue of being the owner or the boss or the manager or whatever you want to call it, um, I wasn't always able to step away from certain um events or meetings and I was missing out on things and I did question myself a lot especially when they were younger like am I doing the right thing am I giving more to the community or am I giving more to my youth and my organization than I'm giving to my kids and are they going to resent me when they're older or are they going to get the lesson that I'm trying to give to them That's good. So now that they are, you know, a bit older um, and their years of uh, what middle school and high school, um, have they given you any feedback, uh, shared um, how it was to be at meetings or recently to sell items with you and get paid for it? You know, there has not been a lot of direct feedback. I think anecdotally, like we'll talk about, oh, remember when this happened? Remember when that happened? And um, I guess I get some indirect feedback in that way. Uh, I know we affectionately refer to my daughter as the EEE baby, because like I said, (laughs) I was pregnant when I had her. And so she, for the first 11 years of her life, grew up with EEE, you know, so she's never seen well you know the last couple of years but aside from the last couple of years she's never experienced life really without sharing me or you know with um a bunch of other young people I know now with her being present in my for-profit businesses um we're not picking it apart so to speak but I think I don't make her come. So it's not like, okay, we're doing this on Saturday. Get your stuff together. It's me actually asking her, okay, I have this event coming up. It's on this date. Would you be willing to come? This is how long it lasts. This is how much I'm willing to pay you. You know, so it's definitely a voluntary experience for her. That's so good. Oh, now my okay. son, on the other hand, <laughs> I do. Now he doesn't, he doesn't come to the event. And I honor that he has no desire to do so, but he helped me on the front end with prep, you know, like, can you hello with the car up, please? <laughs> and that's more of a, a statement than a question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. I, I um, commend you 
appreciate every seed that you have sown over the past 15 plus years uh, and every idea, thought, uh, t-shirt, scholarship, and everything else that you have uh, created with your hands or coordinated or connected is it's because of women like you um, and mothers like you, we have the next generation of business leaders and educators and encouragers. So your legacy, you're living it now. Um, and I wanted to know from you, what has been your greatest reward in your life to date? I think that my greatest reward has been um, self-awareness. I think that a lot of people or most of us probably spend a good chunk of our lives just trying to figure out why we're even here. You know, they say, well, that's the meaning of life, right? It's to find out what your purpose is. And I, I believe that our purpose can change. I don't think you just have one purpose. Um, so I think for me, I've found a lot more peace and a lot more joy and love um, the deeper and the more I get to know myself. I think that um, that to me is, I won't even say necessarily the greatest reward, but the greatest gift. Mm, that's good. So is there one challenge that you want to give to those listening um, to do within the next 30 days? Oh, that's a good one. Something to do within the next 30 days, I think, is pay it forward intentionally. So there's, um, I think, I don't know, I'm just gonna say, I think most of us have experienced this, but I don't want to make that assumption. But one experience that I've had more than once and it's a very simple one. It's like you're in a drive-through and you go to pay for your food and the person in front of you already paid for your food. Mm. And it's like, I think it's kind of like a snowball effect is what should happen. You're like, oh, I want to pay for the person behind me. I want to pay for the person behind me. And you kind of pay it forward. That's one way. But I think that um, if people could intentionally seek out to do something for someone else without any kind of expectation, for um, reward, you know, just to do something for someone else, that would be my challenge for the next 30 days. Mm. Okay, y'all heard it. Hope you got your <laughs> journals out, writing it down. We wanna hear how you are paying it forward. Email me at hello at behindtheconfidencesmile.com or DM me on Instagram at behindtheconfidencesmile so that uh, Kay can say, you know what? I challenged them and they did it. So we can share how you paid it forward um, with the world so that it can catch fire and other people start to pay it forward. And we need that more now than ever uh, yes. in our world. Um, people sharing hope, giving love, and being kind uh, to one another. So thank you so much for sharing your why behind 
your what, talking about your business um, and how it came to be, um, starting with your childhood and motherhood intertwined. I appreciate you sharing a piece of your journey with us. Thank you so much for having me. And I mean, I really am so happy to have spent this time talking to you. You are also an inspiration uh, and you, your story is a beautiful one. And I just, I'm thankful to have had the opportunity. Oh, my pleasure. Hugs. <laughs> right. Hug your <laughs> so, oh, Before we depart, please tell people how they can find you. Yes. So if you are on Instagram, um, you can follow Unboxed Shop. It's all one word at Unboxed Shop. And you can also follow at Adiascape, which is A-D-I-A underscore S-C-A-P-E. Awesome. And if they need your... Um strategy services how can they contact you yes also on instagram that's kashana island so it's at k-a-s-h-a-n-n-a-e-i-l-a-n-d and um the websites for all of those businesses are just the same www.unboxshop.com adiascape.com and kashanaisland.com or just even kashana.com pretty simple awesome so go like follow subscribe um, share share <laughs> buy you know, buy shirt uh sweater for your friends loved ones significant others she has things for both male and females um gender neutral items i love it i got a couple uh <laughs> So yes, thank you. Enjoy you all. And until next time, may you be blessed. May you pay it forward um, and share uh, this episode with your community. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to Behind the Confidence Mountain Podcast with your host, Bianca Cotton. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and family. Let's grow our community, you all. Until next time on the podcast. Remember, we all have a story and a journey of what is behind